shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 26, recapping game four of the WNBA finals between the New York Liberty and Las Vegas Aces. Unfortunately, Liberty fans, this was the final game of the season and a crushing one at that as the Liberty lost to the Aces 70-69. to Let's get into it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tough podcast. We just came back from the Barclays uh, not too long ago. Uh, definitely not the outcome that we wanted. Um, and I don't know, the first thing that comes to uh, my mind was uh, Rudy Tomjanovic, the former coach of the Houston Rockets, who after a back-to-back uh, championship had said, don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. And I think that is also defining the Las Vegas Aces. Um, you know, yeah. we're gonna have to give them props. You know, the first back-to-back uh, title since 2002 in the uh, LA Sparks, uh, and they went to get that one, that title in New York. Um, it was very strange because obviously we kept, uh, I, know, I kept looking online to get some updates on on Chelsea Gray and what was gonna be. Uh, the outcome for her, you know, obviously you, you worry about uh, health and you also wonder like what, you know, game four is going to be like. But then mm-hmm. we find out that not only Chelsea Gray was out for that game, but Kia Stokes mm-hmm. uh, would be out as well with a food injury. And I don't know why I had in, you know, I had a gut feeling that this wasn't necessarily like a, a victory lap or something that was going to make that game easier for, for the Liberty because we know that Becky Hammond is a magician at coaching. Mm-hmm. She's a mastermind. I mean, you got to give props to that woman. Probably, hands down, the best coach in the WNBA right now, if not in the history of the WNBA because she came up with a plan for that game and what a plan defensively. Yeah, definitely. Um, defensively, they stopped JJ. You know, I think John Cole Jones only has six points in this game, and she was pretty much double figures throughout the entire series. And, you know, she still got double figures with rebounding, but, you know, six points, that, that's not going to cut it, especially when she was the difference maker in all three games for, for the Liberty. Um, and so, yeah, defensively, the Aces came out and they had a plan. And primarily it was to stop John Cole Jones yeah. and to let Vandersloot shoot, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, Vandersloot did get off some shots. I mean, she still, you know, um, she was in double figures um, and points as well. But, you know, J.J. was the key. And as I said in the previous podcast, the game goes as JJ and Benajer goes. And that's always been what I thought in this finals um, matchup. And, you know, it couldn't be just one of them. It had to be both of them getting in there, scoring, you know, defense. It, it had to be a complete package for Benajer and JJ. And tonight, Benajah, you know, did all that she could defensively. She was getting her points as well offensively, but... Unfortunately, the Aces came out with um, just a strong presence on JJ. And, you know, overall, you do have to give the Aces credit. Um, They are the number one team for a reason. They have a great coach, coaching staff. 
and they just their their bench, you know, came out to play. You know, they they toughed it out and they did what they needed to do. They did just enough to just stop the liberty in in certain points and and also the shots just weren't falling for for some of the players, especially yeah. Brianna Stewart unfortunately cuz even though you may try to stop JJ my hope was that, well, maybe Stewie would go off, and eh, she really didn't go off either because she was missing a ton of shots, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that was a tough night for Stewie, uh, three for 17 um, overall uh, from the field. Uh, we kind of sort of, you know, she kind of reverted to what she has been doing in the playoff where, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, attention on her, but a lot of four shots. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I mean, you know, Nobody's gonna care, but you know there were quite a few fouls that were not called for uh, mm-hmm. Stewie and uh, John Paul Jones compared to um, to the aces on the other side. But you know to be fair, that that's not really what uh, really changed the game. Um, so the starting lineup uh, was you know very unusual for the aces. They had mm-hmm. uh, Alicia Clark, um, Asia Wilson, uh, Kayla George. Uh, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young and as expected with that lineup uh, you know Asia Wilson played 39 minutes out of those 40 minutes Kelsey Plum as well played 40 minutes Jackie Young played 37 minutes out of 40 Uh, Alicia Clark as well so heavily relying on uh, their starting lineup but you know the the bench players step up I mean Kayla George stepped up Uh, Colson um, had some uh, decent minutes, uh, you know, bringing some presence defensively. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was really very simple. Crowding, uh, you know, JJ, uh, the Liberty could not give her the ball at all. You yeah. can't even say that um, that uh, John Cole Jones had a bad game. It's just like she barely got the ball on the inside. And so you got to give credits to the Aces who made her life really difficult, double teaming yeah. her in the paint making sure that they would cut any passes. Uh, I cannot recall the number of turnovers for the for the Liberty, uh, Sabrina and, and Sloot trying to pass the ball to JJ, but it was like very, in a very careless way as well. So I think, you know, you have to also look at maybe Sandy Brandello, like, you know, in terms of preparation, um, you know, obviously, you know, each team is going to make adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, playing so many times uh, against the same team, but... I felt like, you know, Becky Hammond knew exactly what the Liberty were going to do offensively. And you didn't really have things in place to adapt to make sure that John Quill is getting uh, fed on, on in the paint. Mm-hmm. And so, very, very sloppy game to begin with for the Liberty. Mm-hmm. Even though we ended up winning the first quarter 23-13. to 13. I mean, the Aces only scored 13 points in the first quarter. Even though we were up by 10, I was really not feeling super confident. Uh, you look at the stats. You mentioned the, the field goal percentage. I mean... Uh, we look at the end of the game, 36% overall for the New York Liberty, uh, 9 for 26 at the three-point line, 34%. Um, that is very low numbers, 66% uh, at the free throw line. They actually had one more free throw uh, than the Aces, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you know, they just barely won the, the battle of the, of the rebounds. 19 assists when you know, all season long they were averaging about 24, 25 uh, assists. So, I don't know. It was very, very sloppy. And even though we were up by 10, I didn't feel like the Liberty were really in control of that game. Uh, second quarter was the same thing. At some point, the Aces came back to like 
four or five points and we ended up uh, being up by nine uh, at halftime um, but that was not really like you know something that we were really proud of or confident about mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you mentioned Alicia Clark uh, yeah. the last podcast she was a crucial element to, I mean, to that team tonight. Yeah, I mean, she is great defensively. And yeah, don't sleep on her offense either. You know, she's going to knock down shots as well. But defensively, I think she definitely um, caused some problems for Stewie. She always has, I, I thought, through this... Um, through these finals, you mm. know, when she was matched up on Stewie, she definitely had a tough time um, just getting to the basket, getting shots up against Alicia Clark. And so, again, as I said, you know, though Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes went down with injuries, you know, and yeah, we've many people have said that the Aces, they have a weak bench. You have strong starters. I mean, you still had three of the starters who do get most of the points for the team anyway, still on the court. And you just needed defense from your other two uh, other two teammates coming in. And so, you know, all around, you do have to just tip your cap to the aces. But also for the Liberty, this is something that they can look at and just look at the way they played and learn from it. And that's all you can do. You learn from it and you build you build on this. And I think it's the same for the coaches. You have to see, you know, that I thought, and I'm not any coach or mm. <laughs> player. And even after watching John Quill Jones in the last um, three games against the Aces, my immediate thought for game four was like, they're going to come after John Quill Jones. Of course, of course. They're going to come after her. She is, the, she is your scorer. And so... They're going to go after the hot hand and they're going to defend even harder and be more aggressive on her. And that's exactly what they did. And it just felt like the Liberty didn't make any sort of adjustments to that or didn't anticipate that maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, to even maybe setting it up to where you know John Quell now is probably going to get double team. They're going to be on her getting someone else. But again, again. The Aces are a strong defensive team, so and they're quick. I mm. will say that. That is the one thing I would say for the Aces. Um, they are much faster than the Liberty, and the Liberty can get up to speed at times, but I think the Aces can sort of withstand that speed throughout an entire game more so than the Liberty can. And so, again, they, have, they take this time, and they can build off of this. I do think for the Liberty... You just gotta you gotta look at this and and see what tweaks <laughs> need to be made. Yeah, you know, as a team and individually for themselves, I think this is where the growth is gonna come in for people like Sabrina and and JJ and the whole team. Really, it's just they're they're close. Yeah, they're not there yet. They're close. Yeah, I mean, that, that will probably be a, a, a podcast itself uh, where we'll take time to, um, you know, analyze uh, the season and mm -hmm. player by player and then probably another podcast um, to talk about the future season and, and how we could make uh, tweaks um, on that roster. Uh, the two things that comes to mind 
when it comes to the roster and also the the second half i've read a lot you know i've always liked reading on twitter what people have to say about you know the liberty or the other you know all the teams in general and something that comes up often is that a lot of people think there's a lack of leadership on that team. Mm. Now we know nobody's questioning the talent, but a lack of leadership in terms of like you know being the vocal leader or the player that at some point is gonna carry the team and really like in in clutch moments. I mean, mm. you could argue that obviously Brianna Stewart has been that player in the regular season, but she has been inconsistent at least in those playoffs. Mm. And it's true that at times where you didn't really know like whose team is it like who's the mm. leader in that team like yeah. who's gonna carry that team whereas the the las vegas aces you know no chelsea gray but you know that asia wilson is gonna have a massive game and you know she had 24 points 16 rebounds and i felt like in that third and fourth quarter uh when they decided to make a comeback and and it's at some point taking the lead they were just feeding out the ball and that was my that my biggest scare that I was like man like Asia is gonna go off for like a 40 45 point game because mm-hmm. I'm the aces I'm just giving her the ball and uh, Sandy said after the game that they couldn't stop her and and they were late sometimes on adjustments and rotations and mm-hmm. she had way more freedom than than usual I mean it's hard enough to stop Asia but I felt like she was able to get a favorable uh, spots and being aggressive and attack the baskets and um, you know, John Cole Jones, who's been a great defender on Asia, even her uh, was struggling to, to stop her. And so I think that's when they started making that comeback. Yeah. And um, I was very, I was very scared. I was very quiet uh, because I, I was like struggling to figure out who's going to step up yeah. uh, in that game. And what was also clever from the Aces is that they deliberately decided that, you know, if you're going to beat us, well, wow, we're going to just let Courtney Vandersloot uh, wide open. And yeah. it's another player that has been very inconsistent uh, inconsistent in terms of her uh, field goal percentage all throughout the playoff. But even in the season, uh, we mentioned before that, um, you know, shooting-wise, it has not been a best season. But they just left her wide open throughout the whole game. And you could, you know, argue that obviously she was the best scorer of the Liberty with 19 points. Uh, she was 4 for 8 at the three-point line. Uh, seven for six, uh, seven for sixteen uh, overall, but I do feel like it kind of suited the Aces to just let Vandersloot uh, take shots because that meant that other players were not involved. Uh, Sabrina yeah. scored a couple of frees, but I felt like if there was a game for her to go off, it was that game, and she didn't show that uh, offensively and defensively. Um, you know, she wasn't there at, uh, at the level needed. Very lazy defense, not just her, but when you let Kayla George, yes, she's not the greatest shooter, but she still managed to score like three frees in the game at a time that it really mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, field goal percentage wise, it was not great. She was 4 for 14, 3 for 10 at the three point line. But I do feel like she had baskets that matter at a time where the Aces really needed it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for George, she had buckets um, back-to-back that helped the Aces stay close in this game and come back in this game. And, you know, every basket counts. I mean, when you look at it, the Liberty lost by one point. Yeah. So when you think about it, you have to think about the fact that 
you let a player that, yeah, doesn't normally, she's not normally playing with the team that much and doesn't normally get to shoot that much. She's scoring threes, you know, at timely and timely moments. And also your free throws, you know, you're, you're losing by one point. Yeah. You look back on not making certain free throws. Dulce missing, you know, Marine. Dulce Marine. And it, it's hard because when you lose by so little, you, you start, everything else starts to be magnified, mm. you know? And so it's a tough one. It's a tough one to swallow Liberty fans, but I do think that, you know, yeah, the aces, um, they were the better team tonight, even. And it and if you felt like this was the first game, too, where the score was so close. Yeah, yeah. Because usually between these two teams, one team is blowing out the other in some fashion, at least more, more than 10 points. Whereas this one, I was like, this is a grudge match. Who's going to, who, who's this going to come down to? And I just felt like when we got into the third quarter and the Aces were scoring and the Liberty weren't get, getting any shots going down, um, or turning it over that I was like, this is just not Liberty basketball. Yeah. And I am also nervous that they're going to let this one slip away. And, you know, it was interesting to even see somebody tweet like, do, do the Liberty not realize that if they lose this game, yeah. they go home? Yeah, like, yeah. there's no other game after this. And Definitely. you just felt sort of like there wasn't enough urgency. And I don't know if maybe they were tired or whatever, but the urgency wasn't there like it was in, in game three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they felt like, you know, we still got this, we're going to come back, and uh, maybe being a little overconfident, I don't know, but the shots were not getting in, and on the other end, and I'm just looking at the style right now, the Aces score 44 points in the paint versus 24 for the New York Liberty. Mm -hmm. A 20 points differential in the paint. And when you look at, you know, outside shooting, whether it's mid-range or freeze, Liberty could not get a shot. Yeah. And, you know, the Aces on the other end, giving the ball to uh, Asia Wilson. And Jackie Young, who had a very quiet first half, second half, especially yeah. fourth quarter, she went off. She was aggressive. She was attacking the basket. I mean, Benajah was still defending very well on her, but she was still getting basket. Some questionables as well in terms of, like, having maybe extra steps. But... You know, she was going after it. You know, she was aggressive, and, and that made a huge difference. And at some point, I think there was about a little over a minute left in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, the Aces were up by six, and um, at that point, uh, I felt like it was over for the Liberty. But they gave a final push, though. Um, a free by uh, Courtney Vandersloot uh, mm -hmm. that brought this game uh, to uh, a three-point game. A very uh, strong defense afterwards, and that led to a turnover by the Aces. Uh, and, um, Sabrina uh, miraculously had one of the few mid-range of the season uh, to bring this game to a one-point game. Uh, the Aces took their final timeout. Uh, the Liberty defended really well and managed to uh, you know, um, get the ball back after 24 seconds. And so the game was on the line. Everybody was asking for a game that is tight mm -hmm. and that could be a winning basketball. All the games throughout the season between those two teams have been blown up. Uh, and now the game on the line, 8.8 .8 seconds left. The Aces are up by one. And 
you kind of know that they might run a play with Tui. They've been doing it all season long. It's this sort of inverted play. The problem was that Stewie was free for 17 for the game. And you sort of wonder, uh, is this really a good idea to play Mm -hmm. for Stewie at that very moment? And that's what they did. They, uh, you know, Sabrina was doing the inbounds. They almost lost the ball, Mm -hmm. uh, passed it to Stewie. The defense was very strong uh, on Stewie, who uh, had to pass it to, um, you know, Benaja, uh, Benaja. When I look back at the video I recorded, uh, Kelsey Plum went uh, straight to Benaja to sort of deter her from taking the shots. Maybe maybe a little pump fake or faking the pass and just having a mid-range, but easier said than done in that moment. She decides to pass it for Vendersloot. Vendersloot is wide open in that corner um, and take the shots. Missed it pretty badly, pretty wild. Dunkel Jones take the rebound and score, but unfortunately, by time the time she out. got the rebound, yeah. time ran out, and the Las Vegas Aces are your back-to-back champions, uh, you know, running in the middle of the courts, and uh, that was tough to watch, but really kudos to them. Kudos to them. Uh, that was, you know, an incredible win for them under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to give, uh, you know, props, you know, still to our team. Um, you know, it's, it was still a, an unbelievable season. I mean, that's the first time in my life that I get to, uh, experience the final and, and it was the first time in a very long time, um, you know, for basketball, at least, that uh, a New York team was in the final, the atmosphere mm-hmm. today and two days ago was incredible once again. A lot of people show up. I'm sure it's going to be sold out and pretty much the same amount of people as the, the last game. Yeah. But it's tough to watch the Aces on your own court winning. And so there's not much else to say, really. Um, you know, a lot of disappointment from the players post-game uh, must be, like, the hardest thing to do. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions in terms of, like, the roster, how to improve it. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? That would be for another time. I think we have to give ourselves a bit of time, a bit of rest, a bit of time to process everything and come back to that. But, you know, any last final words, uh, Felicia, for the Liberty season? And on a sour note. Even though it did end on a sour note, you know, the Liberty had a tremendous season from where they started you know, bringing this group together, you know, having to trust the process of who, like the roles of each player, they had to trust in the process because some of these roles changed. And just to see everyone blossom into the players they are now is just incredible to watch. And so I think for the Liberty, you know, yes, this is a tough loss, it's a tough one to swallow. But at the same time, you definitely made huge strides through this season to be where you are. Like, when you look at how these teams are constructed, yeah, you might have called New York a super team. And even for, Brianna Stewart even said it, like, we're we're not great yet. You know, she mm. felt like they're getting there. And I think that is still true. I think they're getting there. And I think, you know, up against the Aces, who are a great team, that team was formed and they were gelled for the last few years now. Mm. And so for them, they know very much, very well how to play with each other. And I think the Liberty are still learning that in ways 
so that they can gel. And, you know, I think even for next season, they'll come out bigger and better because they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder knowing they came close, Mm. you know. And I think for them, you know, hopefully everyone comes back. I know maybe there might be some changes in there. And I think, you know, changes may be necessary to try to improve the team a little bit. But, again, I, I don't think for the season they can look back on it and know they fought hard. And, you know, you take the criticisms you take the things that you need to learn and improve on and you improve on them but really the whole season that's that's nothing to hang your head hang your head about mm. you should you should walk tall and be proud of the season you had and you just went up against a really really tough team mm. that you know in the end they they scrapped they they were scrappy out there and they found a way to to get this win yeah so Thank you guys uh, so much uh, for listening to our podcast. And I'm sure it must be as just as hard as uh, for us to record it for you to listen. But, you know, it's kind of like a, a little therapy time for Liberty <laughs> fans. And so, um, you know, despite the sadness, it, it is quite therapeutic to, to do that. So thank you so much uh, for listening to us. Uh, we'll definitely definitely keep you posted on future podcasts um reviewing uh the players and the coaching staff and reviewing the season overall and then also uh doing another podcast uh sort of projecting ourselves to next season and and what the roster could look like for for next season we'll keep you posted uh but as we uh, always said for every part at the end of every podcast let's go liberty, liberty!